Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fantasy Weekly Videocast and Podcast. On the agenda this week, we've got Pernaldez, who finally fires from the spot after a failed attempt, a Portuguese prince who fires in the Egyptian king's absence, and Turf Moor is finally a happy place for those in claret and blue. With me, alongside me, as always, is my right-hand man in the commentary box for Esports Live. It is Elliot Craig. How are we, mate? I'm doing really well, thank you, mate. Newcastle obviously didn't have a very good week, but had an all right week in FPL, so we take that and we move on. My wild card paid off, but we'll speak more about that later. But yeah, I'm doing well, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm very well. I think I'm the opposite to you. My wild card, I, it did okay. I got above the average, so again, I'll take that. But I was going to say, I, I, only got, myself... I only got three more points than you, so I mean, like, maybe I'm overhyping myself a little bit here. <laughs> well, I, I've just left myself in a bit of a hole this week, which I mean, we'll get onto later. In terms of Newcastle, obviously, they were pretty shocking. Um, I mean, our point at the weekend against Luton was made a lot better this morning. We had a derby win against Preston in the Championship, so we'll uh, we'll take that three nil. So that was a nice thing to uh, to have this morning. But um, good result. yeah, very good result away. It's our first, I think, our first win there in a few years now. The first win, I think, in seven attempts against Preston. So take that local derby. So um, a bit of pride of Lancashire, so we don't mind that at all. In terms of Premier League results, then. So we'll go back to game week nine just very quickly. And we started, obviously, Elliot, with your team, Newcastle. They got beaten. You know, they were pretty comfortable, Chelsea, weren't they? They were good value for their lead. Early own goal from Federico Fernandez set the tone for Tammy Abraham. Got a goal as well assist from Timo Werner, who's a pretty popular FPL asset at the minute. Obviously, missed a massive chance this morning for Chelsea as we're recording this against Wren in the Champions League. But, I mean, he's still a good asset to have. Into the three o'clock kickoff, Aston Villa lost at home to Brighton. Obviously, a lot of us went heavy on Aston Villa assets. Didn't pay off unless one of those was Esri Konsa. Solly March and a brilliant, brilliant goal from Danny Welbeck. First goal in a while for him and his first in Brighton colours. Saw them take all three points down to the south coast. The big game of the weekend was in North London. Tottenham hosted Manchester City. Goals from Son and Lo Celso gave them all three points. Manchester United, obviously, we mentioned a bit of Bruno Fernandes. Missed his first penalty attempt. Got lucky. And he had to retake it because of VAR. And he stuck away the uh, the resulting penalty. A bit of a gift. Thank you very much, he said. Took that one away from 12 yards. And Manchester United won the game. A bit of squeaky bum time against the Baggies. But they got the job done. On to Sunday then. Fulham 3-2 against Everton. Great start for them. In this game, Calvert-Lewin scored inside a minute. He also bagged a brace. Abdi Decore got his first goal since moving from Watford. Loftus-Cheek and Bobby Dickord over Reed Also scored for Fulham, but it was not enough as Everton scored three goals and also took three points away from London. We keep scrolling down. West Ham got a nice away win against the Blades. Sebastian Allaire with a pretty decent goal at Bramall Lane. Screamer. As it was, wasn't it? West Ham took the points. Bit of a uh, board draw at Ellen Road. A um, bit of a moment of madness from Nicola Pepe prevented Arsenal from uh, taking away all three points. You'd argue that Leeds got very unlucky in that game, hit the woodwork a couple of times, but not much to report there. Um, Liverpool-Leicester. Yeah, brilliant. Again, obviously, we question how they go with all the players out. Firmino and Jota scored Evans with an own goal. Adam Field and James Milner got two assists. How good was he at centre-half? Slotted in seamlessly. And I think the door that's named after him at the new training centre is very well earned. Burnley finally get their first win of the season, much to my dismay. Chris Wood got a goal for them against Crystal Palace. And to round out the game week, Theo Walcott, first Southampton goal in 15 years. But Pedro Neto got an equaliser and the spoils were shared at Molyneux. If we quickly go through next week's fixtures, we move on to game week 10. And there is a few corkers 
And especially in terms of FPL, we start early deadline. But just to be clear, the deadline is at 5.30am Melbourne time. Crystal Palace hosts Newcastle. Brighton and Liverpool in the early kickoff. And we've got Man City, Burnley, Everton, Leeds and West Brom, Sheffield United to round out Saturday. On to Sunday, we've got Southampton and Manchester United in there. We've got Chelsea and Spurs. Uh, that's going to be a massive game, a London derby. And then to round that out, we've got Arsenal and Wolves to finish off the Sunday and the final two games of the game week are Leicester and Fulham and then West Ham, Aston Villa to round out game week 10. So we're quickly going to go back to game week nine, as we said, with Elliot, you've got your three FPL shocks of the week. Far away. Thank you, mate. Game week nine once again treated us to a variety of brilliant footballing matches and lots of FPL shocks. But these are my top three from the week. Firstly, we have Nick Pope to your absolute love, Ollie. A Burnley side of now three clean sheets under their belt this season led Nick Pope to a 10-point score in game week nine, which considering they were playing an informed Crystal Palace side, not a bad result at all, which once again, Ollie, I know you're absolutely thrilled with. Secondly, Liverpool's left side of fullback Andy Robertson managed to score himself a 12-point haul in game week nine. He got an assist, kept a clean sheet and was awarded three bonus points of his fantastic performance. Finally, we go to the blue side of Merseyside and top Premier League goal scorer Dominic Calvert-Lewin kept up his immaculate goal scoring record with two goals against a struggling Fulham side, earning himself 13 points in game week nine. A special shout out to Wilfred Zaha with the biggest shock of game week nine after he had COVID and no one knew about it. Ruining a lot of people's weeks definitely affected mine, but we'll speak more about that later. But thank you, Ollie. That was my top three FPL shocks of the week. So now to introduce the guests, they're always here. You should know who these are by now, but we're just going to do it for introduction's sake. To start with, we've got the guru himself who's, you know, slipping down the league even further. He's he's um, he's absolutely having a mare, but we have to call him the guru just because I think he's contract to something or just to uh, boost his ego, one of the two. It's Matt from FPL Addicts. How are we, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Look, Tottenham top of the league, so I can't complain too much. Yeah, I mean, you said you'd rather that than um, than doing well in FPL, and who wouldn't really? Tottenham flying. Yeah, mate, brilliant. Look, we'll see how long it lasts. I've, uh, you know, seen it all down the years with Spurs, but we got Mourinho now, so you never know. But um, look, I will quickly add, I did still get more fantasy points than you this week, Ollie. So uh, I didn't do that bad after all. I mean, it's a marathon, not a sprint, mate. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. I mean, really, exactly. if we're being fair. Who cares about a three-nil win if you can grind out one-nil wins and be champions? You'd rather you'd rather be up the top of the league rather than mid-table. So I'll let that comment slide. <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean, one team's doing really well in Tottenham, and uh, our other guest supports a team who've gone from Sir Alex Ferguson and glory to scraping one-nil wins off penalty retakes because of VAR. How the mighty have fallen! It's Jack Gillibrand from Esports Live. How are we, mate? I'm very well, Ollie. Thanks for the intro, and uh, just a word of warning to. Uh... Tottenham with Mourinho with the 1-0 wins become a habit, don't they? With the uh, 1-0 wins. So we'll see how long that continues for at, to- at Tottenham. I think um, yeah, United are on the way up, boys. We've got, you know, a win's a win. We'll take it. It's not it's not beautiful. It's not pretty, but, you know. A bit like Mourinho then. This one as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're doing all right in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not going to win in that either. Let's be real. <laughs> Oh, in terms of, you know, our little mini league 
that we've got. We had four chips played in the top 20. We had three wild cards, including both mine and Elliot's, and also one free hit in the top 20. But I thought this one was a bit interesting. We had a triple captain in equal 35th from uh, Tanaman Berakun, who um, went with Jack Grealish, who blanked, got one point. Ooh. He must be absolutely distraught. Three points on a triple captain, and he's wasted that for the season. So commiserations to him. One person we don't need to be sending commiserations to is Andrew Banting, who with 83 points has become our manager of the week. For that, he's going to win $10 credit for Esports Live. You can play for cash pool and prizes, or 87 rather. I think he said 83 on the um, FPL Gaming. So he must have taken a hit, which he did. So you go 87 points. So Andrew Banting, manager of the week with the team there. Not too bad. Obviously, he's vice captain's son, but the... Uh, Crown jewel of his team is Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who got the double points on, 26. So he's absolutely flying there. $10 credit for Esports Live. So you can win cash pool and prizes. So go and enter now to see if you can get any wins on the board and see if you can get any prizes accrued to your name on FIFA, PES, Rocket League or NBA 2K. Go to the website for more details. Elliot, mate, we'll start with you. Obviously, said you, your wild card, you know, did a little bit better than mine, which it did. How did you go about that? So this week, mate, obviously, I did play my wild card, as you just said. You know, you're always a bit nervous when you play your wild card that you're not going to outscore your team that you would have had. I did the maths, and my other team would have worked out to about 56, 54 points. So I'm happy that I've got more than that, especially because I took Son out which looking back now wasn't the smartest thing to do. Probably could have gone another week or two with him instead of De Bruyne because it doesn't look like he's going to be doing much. But the new lad, Kufau, uh, Calvert-Lewin, Vardy blanked, but Fernandez is captain. Calvert-Lewin did well. McCarthy got three bonus, I think. Walker Peters got one, even though they didn't keep a clean sheet. They did really well there for me, so I'm really happy with that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with my game week this week. There's another 62 points to add to the total, and we move on to the next game week, mate. As you do, it was a little bit better than mine, but decent team you've got there. I mean, obviously, the double from Southampton, I don't know how they've got five bonus between them. I think it was, I think Walker Peets had three and McCarthy had two. They didn't keep a clean sheet or anything like that. I think McCarthy again was brilliant in net. But how the world, Carl Walker Peters has, has, you know, fluked a couple of bonus points for that, I'll never know. Mental. But there you go. <laughs> 62 points, not a bad one. But, um, I suppose that Matt did a little bit better than that after he's uh, gloating, doing a lot, lot better than me. How much better did you do? You didn't. No, no, I was two points less than Elliot. But to be honest, I think the way I was looking Saturday night, I'd, I'd still had quite a lot of players to play Sunday, Monday, and I ended up recovering okay in the end. I think you know, I was probably the only one of the three that didn't have Fernandez to uh, to bail me out for the game week. So, you know, considering I didn't have a captain in Rashford, he probably should have had a double. Um, so without a captain, I'll take 60 points this week. Um, and my wild card from the previous weeks paid off with Bellarine and uh, uh, Che Adams, Fornells, all hitting. And um, Kufal, who I've, I've had for a couple of weeks now as well. Um, and McCarthy, you know, getting uh, had a man the match display. So uh, I think considering I didn't, didn't hit a captain, I'll take 60 this week above the average and it's all about getting the captain right next week and, um, you know, see how we go from there. So, yeah, a couple of big changes I like. I think I'll be eyeing up this week. Yeah, your midfield outside of Son didn't really do a whole lot. Obviously, they had blank from Rashford. I think Fornells did contribute, which was fair, but a blank from Rodriguez as well. And yeah. you know, the teams, obviously, with Zaha out is a bit frustrating, but a few frustrating blanks there. 
Yeah, Hammers was my my one I bring in as well. So um, I think with him, I've got kind of long term next two games in mind with Hammers. But he played well. He, he was involved in two of the goals. He just don't didn't directly get the goal or assist. So I think I'll give him maybe one one or two more game weeks and yeah, see how we go. What's that um, stat everyone's talking about? The uh, the pre assist. It's like the uh, the set the pass the pass before the assist. assist to the assist. Yeah, I think there's, a, there's some there's some stats for that. I think is there not? If I'm not mistaken, I'm sure I heard on a on a rival podcast that there is some stats available for that. Yeah, and, so Hamez, of... Hamez was involved in two of their money. So yeah, the second assist. So I'm just hoping he can pick that early season home form up. And I think once I can get him firing and get the captain right, then I should have a pretty big week. But I was chatting to uh, you know, to Ollie in the week about the the captains, and I think it's just about sticking with the. Uh, with the one captain and, and continuing to stick with that captain. So I think I'll be changing that because I've been uh, rotating my captains every week. Getting advice off Ollie. Wow. <laughs> How the mighty yeah. have fallen. Well, I mean, <laughs> imitation is the best form of flattery. So there you go. I'll take that. Um, Dave, our producer, just put in the chat. So just that's the stat you, when you pull, when you're out of form and aren't scoring. So there's a bit of a nothing stat. I think the stats are a bit crazy now these days. Including the uh, the one stat that matters for Jack in this point is uh, FPL points scored, and I'm not sure how that's going for him in terms of the season. In terms of the week, though, how did you get Ooh, on? Look at that, boys! Landed at 62 level with uh, with Elliot this week, so I think you two, are, you know, uh, Ollie and Matt, are the uh, are below us. You know, I think that's another week. I think I've done that twice now, boys. Two weeks in a row. Um, but yeah, pissy, listen, mate. Yeah, well, let's crack on anyway. I'm, listen, I'm doing well there. <laughs> Um, we've, listen, we've only two, two defenders on the pitch. I'm not not too bad, um, but yeah, went went all right. Claimed 62 points this week. Climbed up into now I'm in the 80s, so I made some good progress uh, again. You know, I'm co- I'm coming like I said. So if I think Matt said during the week as well, if you be you know from first place to 80 80th position, there's a there isn't much many points in between. We're talking what was it 50? Um, it's probably about three good captain choices away. So. Yeah. You know, I've been sure. in mini leagues where there's been 100, 100 or 150 points, someone off top, and they end up winning it. So, you know, a long way to go. And you just never know that with you, the way you're going, you could uh, you know, be top 50 come the end of this weekend, potentially. That's what I like to uh, be thinking if about. Fernandez so. doesn't bail you out again, that's all. <laughs> well, we or all know what Fernandez. he's capable of. But, um, Looking I think, at your bench, if you had McCarthy on as well, that would have helped you a lot, wouldn't it? I know, and that was the one yeah. we were talking about last week in last week's podcast. When it was McCarthy or Mar- Martinez, and I think you boys were favouring Martinez, so I kind of went that way. It seemed like he had a better fixture, um, so I did go Martinez. But every time I've chose him, he's always uh, blanked for me. So I think McCarthy's the one. Um, and then obviously with Zaha with the COVID testing didn't work out well, and then uh, with Grealish, I brought Grealish in for uh, Salah. And um, obviously, after all the form Grealish has been in, he goes and uh, he doesn't turn up for this particular one. Um, so hopefully, that's going to um, you know going to improve because he's got such good fixtures coming up. I mean, it best had to. I mean, he was one of the centerpieces of my team as well, but my team didn't work out as well as I really would have liked. If I'm being honest, I was the worst scorer on the podcast for this weekend. It was only by a small margin, but nonetheless, I was just yeah. the average, fifty nine points. <laughs> Um, I had the, the double clean sheet potential for Aston Villa. That didn't really work out, though. Target, absolutely zero points. So that didn't help. Martinez only one. I mean, as you said before, Matt, Fernandez bailing me out, 23 points, was absolutely massive. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin also chimed in. 
I did say on the podcast last week that I was going to go with Zaha. Last minute change to Ziek got me out of that COVID trouble, even though he did blank. So I was a bit frustrated looking at that on the Saturday night, just seeing him blank. And I just think, oh, what if Zaha does something against Burnley? If Palace win, which I'm obviously hoping they do against Burnley, then Zaha will probably be centre to that. He's out with COVID, so I've dodged a bullet there. But overall, not a great week, but still above the average. I'm the only one on the podcast to get on or above the average every single week. So I'll take that invisible trophy and move on. So moving on to next game week plans, we'll go through what we did before. Same order. Elliot, we'll start with you. Obviously, off the back of your wild card, how are you looking to change your team this week? This is really, really boring for me. I'm not even going to share my screen because I'm doing absolutely nothing, mate. I'm not going to lie to you. There's no changes at all. I'll stick with Zaha on the field. And then if he plays, which I hope he doesn't because he's got Newcastle and he'll absolutely destroy us. But yeah, I'm, I'm making no changes this week, mate. Rolling over because I've only got the one free transfer so I can afford to. Matt, anything a little bit more exciting for the uh, for all the viewers? <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, uh, I'm at a bit of a crossroads. Um, I think I might wait until these European games are done. I'm a bit worried. I'm getting getting more and more worried about COVID now. And uh, and Niggles at De Bruyne in his post match interview. I'm not sure if it was just because he was upset about the uh, the defeat, but uh, he was saying about a lot of tiredness in the in the City players and the uh, and the legs. So I'm kind of having a bit of a uh, a toss up between um, City player. Uh, or maybe uh, getting a Liverpool player back in there this week, but I'm not too sure. I think I'll wait till Friday, but I, I will definitely make a transfer. Jack, how about you? Oh Well, I think um, the City assets are the ones that we want to um, obviously be discussing this week. I think they've got um, a couple of good fixtures. So if you, you know, if you've the likes of Salah, who's gone out in the last couple of, uh, last game week, um, I brought uh, Grealish in for him. Um, and then I'm, I was thinking maybe I'm looking De Bruyne. Obviously, if Zaha is going to miss this next game week or the next two, then I think uh, yeah, maybe De Bruyne if it's if it's looking good, or maybe chat to the guru about that one. You know, close to the mark. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's about it. I think if they're just the city assets, I, I was looking to get the Saiz defender out. I still can't, still try to uh, figure out if I get him out or not. So I'm, I'd have to take a four point hit if I do, but don't really want to do that. Uh, but yeah, just one one potential change with the city asset. Great stuff. Now, in terms of myself, I'm not actually making any on-field transfers or, you know, starting on transfers, but I have made a transfer on my bench. It will mean nothing to, to everyone else here, but um, one of my best mates from from childhood in England made the bench for Liverpool last week. And I said to him um, a few years ago that if he gets into FPL, I'll transfer him straight in. I think I was the first person in the world to own him. So Leighton Clarkson was on the bench for Liverpool against Leicester. And so I thought I'd bring him into my team. I've done that. He's on my bench. I mean, I think he'll get on the bench tomorrow in the Champions League against Atalanta with the five subs they've got there. I hope he gets on. I've been following his journey for quite a, quite a while. So I had to get him in my FPL team. He's on my bench there. And maybe if he gets into the team, he might be able to start for me. But um, massive shout out to him. He's done a brilliant job over the years. So I've brought him in. Um, in terms of on my field, I'm a little bit... I've dug myself into a bit of a hole here with the uh, Villa and West Ham assets. Obviously, they're playing each other. Um, I've got Kufal here. So I'll probably keep him in and just bite the bullet there. Hopefully... Uh, Villa maybe you know score a couple and Kufal doesn't really get affected, but it's a bit of an issue. Probably captain in De Bruyne against Burnley, but other than that, not much to report on really. The one man who has a lot to talk about this week is our guru himself, 
It's Matt from FPL Addicts. He's got his Scout 11 from last week that he's going to talk about because that went very, very well. He's got his differentials, his ones to watch, and also this week's Scout 11. Matt, fire away. Yeah, thanks, Ollie. Um, we'll start off with uh, my form players uh, from the last game week. Um, a couple of them I'll quickly go off. I know uh, Elliot did speak about them in the uh, in the intro today. So one of them was Andy Robertson, who picked up 12 points, who looked very, very sharp. Um, Elliot mentioned him. Another one, and I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Ollie, but Nick Pope, uh, he's shown another a uh, bit of recovery of his form from last season, which made him probably the best fantasy league goalie around. I think he was the highest uh, goalkeeper for points last season. So he got a, a double-figure score, and he also got nine points last week. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, another good return. It's really hard to leave him out of the form. Um, I've not mentioned Fernandez this week, just because, although he did create a lot of chances, um, he did score from the spot. So I'm going to go with Luca Deeg. Uh, Digne from Everton, who got eight points. He returned two assists, and I thought he had a very impressive performance against Fulham. And my last form player, I'm going to go with uh, one from my own team, Hugo Lloris. It's 10 points. It's now three clean sheets in four and uh, 27 points in his last four games. So um, that is my uh, form players for the week. Just quickly, if we uh, talk about Hugo Lloris, obviously he's been a top keeper now for a long, long time for Tottenham, been an absolute stalwart. Are you not a little bit concerned with the fixtures they've got coming up? Obviously, there's been a lot of talks surrounding Kane and Son, whether they're fixture-proof, so it's a bit more of a worry for a, a defence or a goalkeeper. Are you not a, bit, a little bit worried that those clean sheets might not stay clean against those uh, big teams? Yeah, look, I was I was worried, I think, a bit more before the weekend, and then now we've pulled the, uh, the Man City result out and we defended very, very resi- uh, resolutely and uh, very strong. Um, and then I've looked at the fiction. I think this Chelsea game will be tough. You know, we might concede in that. They are looking good. But after that, I think the home game against Arsenal, there's potential for that to be quite a tight game because Arsenal are quite defensive this season. Um, and then I believe it's Palace after that, another low-scoring team. So I feel there's still a couple of clean sheets in there. And then once we get like Liverpool away again, potential to concede. And then the fixtures start to kind of ease up. I think Leicester at home, we've got a really good record against them down the years. And then you start looking at teams, uh, low scorers like Wolves, and we play Fulham, uh, Leeds at home. And then I think the fixtures start to sort of ease even more. So, um, yeah, with Mourinho's style of play, um, I still think we've got a few uh, a few clean sheets in us. Now on to your differentials and ones to watch for game week 10. Who have you looked at? Yeah, look, I've gone... Um, in terms of ones to watch, I've picked three premium players this week. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, who uh, I think all of you have, uh, have mentioned today at some point on the uh, on the pod. Um, he's got a good fixture at home to Burnley. Me personally, I'll be keeping an eye on him because there is a uh, big game for Man City in the Champions League in Greece. Um, and they've only got a, a one-day rest. So they'll be training on Friday, um, rest day on Thursday, and then playing again on Saturday. So it's quite a quick turnaround time. And De Bruyne has mentioned he's been quite leggy. So, um, yeah, I, but I, I think uh, that was said, he's definitely one to watch with the home again, game against Burnley. Uh, Jamie Vardy, home game against Fulham, another premium option, kind of speaks for itself uh, with Fulham's uh, record. Um, although in saying that, Vardy's actually only scored one goal at home this season and it was a penalty. Um, and in all the other games at home, Leicester have, uh, I think they lost one against uh, West Ham 
and uh, and Vardy's also and also against Villa. And um, so yeah, Vardy has blanked a few times at home, but I think with the Fulham fixture, it's hard to uh, to say no to that one. Uh, Salah is going to be my other one if he does come back uh, fit and uh, and ready to play against Brighton. Then he's my uh, other one to watch. And then if we're talking differentials, I've gone for two differentials this week. I think this week's really all about the premium guys like Yavadi, Sproins and Salas. So it's a bit harder with differentials. I've gone with James Madison, uh, home to Fulham, uh, 2.4% ownership. And he just got 90 minutes under his belt against Liverpool. Didn't play the best, but, um, you know, easier fixture against Fulham. Uh, I think it's hard to, uh, to look past him. If you're trying to get rid of Zaha, um, you can bring Madison in for seven million and, and save 0.4. So um, he might be one to uh, to consider. 2.4% huge differential. And then my last one is uh, Cancelo uh, from Man City, home to Burnley. Uh, he's 3.2% owned. He's had a couple of good scores this season. And um, what I noticed in the uh, in the Spurs Man City game, although um, look, we uh, City had a lot of the ball and. Um, Cancelo was tucking inside into midfield quite a lot. So Guardiola has this tactic where he has his fullbacks and they seem to tuck into central midfield positions. And Cancelo was finding himself there quite a lot and getting in and around the box. It was, uh, yes, yeah, so it was a bit different. So I think um, he might be one to look at and uh, there could be some attacking returns there, plus potential for a clean sheet against Burnley. So if you need a new defender with City's run of games, he might be one to watch as long as he's, uh, you know, guaranteed that that place. So, yeah, keep an eye out in the Champions League um, in the morning uh, for Manchester City versus Olympiacos. So, obviously, you've spoken at length about Leicester and Manchester City and their easy games against Fulham and Burnley, respectively. Are they in your teams to watch or have you gone elsewhere? Yeah, look, you're uh, spot on there, Ollie. I've gone uh, Leicester at home to Fulham. Um, I think that's quite a uh, obvious pick this weekend for a lot of people. Um, City at home to Burnley. Like, I'm not actually liking City's uh, performances this season, and I think they're uh, some of the lowest scorers in the league. Um, I believe it's the lowest. Uh, last year they got 26 or 27 goals at this stage, and now they're on about 10. Um, you know, in nine matches, that's really, really poor. So, um, but against Burnley, you know, you'd expect a couple of goals. I've got to throw them in there. Uh, my last one, Liverpool away at Brighton. It's really, really hard to look past Liverpool after the way they disposed of Leicester. And, you know, that game could have been about 5 or 6-0 for Liverpool. The uh, the amount of saves Kasich Michael made was just phenomenal. So um, they're, uh, they're definitely my uh, three teams to watch out for. Yeah, definitely a few good teams to look out for. Definitely there. In terms of captain picks, you've got a few curveballs in there as well. But uh, what about the premium assets you've got? You know, a couple of players in there that you've mentioned and one that I'm surprised it's taking you this long to mention, a Portuguese star that was amazing against Leicester the other morning. But uh, go through your captain picks for us. Yeah, look, I've gone with a couple of the obvious ones, Jeremy Vardy and uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Also, uh, you know, everyone's saviour this week, Penaldes. Um, He was a big reason I uh, moved down in uh, in the mini leagues, even though I still got... A reasonable score, and I still haven't got him in my team, which is a bit of a pain. But, you know, it's, it's really hard to look past the armband on uh, on Fernandez uh, at the moment with the uh, the amount of penalties and, uh, you know, goals and assists that he is uh, he's getting. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, look, I've got to uh, I've got to say him this week with a home game. And yeah, Portuguese maestro Jota, um, I finally got him on the uh, on the captain choices this week. Um I'd probably mention Salah on there if he's definitely going to uh, going to play and uh, start the game. 
Um, and then my uh, my curveball, like I would never usually call this guy a, a curveball captain uh, from Fantasy League in the last two years. Um, but his performances this year has probably made him a bit of a curve curveball. And that's Raul Jimenez. Um, that he's got an away game against Arsenal. Um, I watched him in the uh, the Southampton Wolves game, uh, the Wolves Southampton game, sorry, the other night, and um, he got the assist. He hit the post. He also had a disallowed goal, um, and he was he was probably marginally offside. And uh, he's got a really good goal scoring record at the Emirates. I know he scored there last season, um, and he scored in a few other fixtures against Arsenal. So, you know, if you're looking for something a bit different, um, and you know, you, you just don't have a uh, any other kind of options in your team and you want want a complete differential, then Jimenez, you know, could get you a goal. And normally when Jimenez scores, he gets bonus. So he'll be my curveball. I'm kind of expecting, you know, at least a uh, at least a goal from him at the Emirates. Top stuff. Obviously, Raul Jimenez, he has underperformed a little bit. He's a, you know, he's been seen as a premium asset in previous years and he just hasn't fired. Obviously, did get a bit unlucky the other night. But if he fires, might be one that might help you move up your mini leagues. So in terms of this week's Scout 11, you can see it up on screen. Who do you reckon are the assets that, you know, is a must-have, especially for people maybe on wild cards? Who do you reckon are the best assets to bring in this week? Yeah, look, this is this week's Scout 11 within the uh, within the budget. And there's, uh, yeah, there's a few of the usuals uh, from recent game weeks. Fernandez, I couldn't say no. Kevin De Bruyne, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Probably say if you're on a wild card and you can bring Vardy in, he could be a good option at home to Fulham. Um, and I've, st- I've stuck with Hammers. I'm liking the look of Hammers at home to Leeds. He's, he's got good home form. Diogo Yota in there. I couldn't quite afford Salah. And I just thought the man in form is Yota. So it was hard to say no. Uh, we've got Madison in there as a differential. Uh, Fafana from Leicester. If Jack's looking at making a, uh, a defensive change with Saiz, this Fafana from Leicester's had a couple of really, really good games. Um, and they have got three really good fixtures coming up. Uh, he's only five million. Um, I put him in there. He's really impressed me when I've watched him, other than probably the Liverpool game. Um, he was really, really good in the fixture the week before against Wolves. Uh, Klein actually got a bit of inspiration from you there, Ollie. Um, actually nearly uh, scored a goal against uh, Burnley in the week. He was unlucky with a, a long-distance strike. Four and a half million, home to Newcastle who were uh, pretty uh, abysmal on the weekend. Um, <laughs> what can go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kufau, I got him in on my wild card a few weeks ago and two returns in two. Um, he's just got so much potential going forward. Even if they don't keep a clean sheet, there's potentially an assist. He actually was very close to scoring as well against Sheffield United. And then in goal, uh, I've got Johnston. He made a lot of saves against United, including a penalty save, which obviously got ruled out. Home to Sheffield United, who are quite low scorers, and West Brom, uh, quite stubborn, I think, at home. I remember when we played them and we only beat them 1-0. Um, so I think within this is all within the budget. I think if this this was your wild card, uh, you should be hitting you know a decent amount of points. I'd, I'd be expecting this team, if De Bruyne does fire like we expect, to be hitting at least sort of 75, 80 points this weekend. But again, it does all really depend on uh, Kevin De Bruyne firing as captain. What a team that is, by the way. Like even mm-hmm. with Yota at six point six, I think he yeah. is. Is that right? Yeah, six point six. He's he's risen, but um, yeah, he's still cheap. He's on, still cheap. Still cheap. Yeah, though. so cheap, and he's on fire. And I think with your uh, De Bruyne's and your Vardy's and your Carvet Lewins and Fernandez, um, you know, there's still uh, a couple of other good players you can afford in there if you're wild card. And like your Madisons, who's a big differential, like we spoke about. But yeah, for Fana, I know I just spoke about him again, but I've just got, yeah, I think if you're looking at a, 
you've got Saiz, you still got a Saiz in there and you just need to get rid. Um, yeah, get a, I'd get a Leicester defender in for the next three. Um, and I'm really liking the look of him. But again, maybe keep, keep an eye out on their injuries that might be returning. I do think that um, there's a little bit of Mason Greenwood this year about Diogo Yotta in FPL. Obviously, Yotta's done a lot better than Greenwood, but I mean in the sense that, you know, he's so cheap this year. And I think he rose like three million starting price at the start of this season. I think Yotta might be another one of those where he's so cheap, so affordable this year for almost anyone can pick up. And next year, I don't think he's going to be this cheap. So grab him while you can. I think it's, it's a bit of a surprise how much of an impact he's made as well, Joe, in terms oh, of definitely. The, fr- the front three. You wouldn't, you wouldn't expect Yotta to come in. Obviously, they paid a lot of money for him. You wouldn't expect him to come in and make such an impact that he's had, even though we know he can play. Mm-hmm. And just getting that front three, but obviously with everything that's happened with Marnie getting COVID, now Salah, uh, Firmino probably not on on his best form, obviously. Um, Yotta's really stepped up on it since he's come in, so he's looking very attractive to bring in for sure. That's huge about Yotta, and I think as well, last season he was a striker in the game, and then the season before right. he was a midfielder. And I had him the year before as a midfielder at Wolves, and he was scoring for fun. Then last year he kind of dropped off, and then this year they've brought him back in as a midfielder. So I wouldn't put it past me if he ends up back as a striker next year, but I think he might end up being worth about sort of seven and a half to eight million if he carries on this form. So now on to the guest section. Our guest today is another British manager who claimed Manager of the Week. It's the aforementioned Andrew Banting, who is currently based in uh, sunny Blackpool in Lancashire. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Pleasure to have you and another Lancastrian on the podcast, finally. What a week it's been for you. Congratulations again on Claim Manager of the Week. What was the secret behind your 87-point haul? Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, ever since Jack told me that if you break into the top 20, you can have a guest slot. It's been my goal, so goal reach. Now to uh, break into the top 10. We're currently lying 12th in the table, so uh, not too far off. Uh, yeah, good week, 87 points. Uh, highest I've had for a long time. Um, everything just seems to click this weekend. All my uh, strikers were grabbing goals. Midfielders were uh, getting some decent assists and even a defender popping up with a goal. So, yeah, happy days. Andy, mate, what have your tactics been so far this season? Have you played the long-term or the short-term game? And I've noticed you've played a couple of chips yourself this season already, such as your wild card. Do you usually have that played by this point in the season? So tactically, I made a decision to go cheap with a goalkeeper and defenders and try and get the best value for money with regards to that, rather than spending big on Alexander-Arnold, Robertson and the like. Decided to go cheap, which will give me more money to spend on attacking options which as you can see from my team I've, I've gone all out attacking gone with reasonable return defenders for low lower money four to five million usually um, but up front now I've got Harry Kane Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Tammy Abraham all seem to be firing midfield I've had Salah I had to take him out due to his Covid test and replaced him with Mane didn't pay off this week with the points but you know you've got to take a chance it was him or Fernandez. And I didn't think United would get another penalty, but yes, they did. Um, got Son, who links up with Harry Kane amazingly. And I decided a while back that Jota at Liverpool, he was he was a bet that was worth taking. And I took him on and he's done well since he's come in. So, yeah, everything's paying off at the minute. Uh, long may it continue. Um get two wild cards so I decided to use one of them midway through really the first window 
um, let me find out who's in form uh, and make my decision based on that really um, because it gets re refreshed in January so yeah and with regards to triple captain I know a lot of the lads in the group chat that me and Jack are in have had a bit of a mare with their triple captain and a lot of people played a Bamiyang and he had an absolute stinker of a game uh, I chose mine last week I chose Harry Kane against West Brom away thought that he the way Tottenham were playing he'd come out all firing didn't really work out that way, uh, but he popped up in the last five minutes with a goal. Um, my brother in the group had texted me saying that my triple captain hadn't paid off, and within 30 seconds of receiving that text, he put the ball in the back of the net. So, cheers, bro. Hey, Andy, the guru here. You've made some brilliant progress so far this season as we head into the busy, festive period. Who are your must-have FPL players, and are you on the scout for other assets to invest in? So, must-have players, I mean, you've got to start with Harry Kane, the best striker in the Premier League by far. No one is anywhere near to him. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's coming into his own this season as well. I said to a friend that he has the capabilities to be the next Harry Kane if he wants to work inside the box rather than outside the box. And again, he's putting the ball in the back of the net this season, So, and I've got both of those in my team, and it's paying off. With regards to midfield, you've got to have... Mo Salah, uh, his return is fantastic, he's on penalties, again Liverpool attacking, get quite a few penalties um, and in midfield Son, link up play with Harry Kane since Mourinho's been in is outstanding so they're the people that, I'm going, that I've gone for, um, I'm always scouting, always looking for players that sort of get a goal and then go on a bit of a run uh, if I'm giving a tip out there, I've gone for Theo Walcott. He picked up a goal uh, recently and back at Southampton seems to be finding his feet and uh, doing well and getting a couple of goals. So, Theo, I'm counting on you to get me some more points and uh, get me into that top 10. Bants, um, top man for coming on the pod with us uh, tonight. Um, listen, you've claimed Manager of the Week. You've broke into the top 20 of our mini league. And you're top of our little Blackpool FPL mini league as well with the boys. Um, have you been playing um, over the years without me knowing? Uh, how many years have you been playing FPL for? Obviously, you're doing well. Yeah, like I said, Jack, ever since you um, mentioned that there was a guest slot on the podcast for getting into the top 20, made it my mission. Uh, mission complete. Uh, it's not over. Mission number one, that's where I'm going for. Um, it's where I want to be. I want the bragging rights not only in our local group in Blackpool, but in the the big group for the podcast. Um, with regards to fantasy football, usually I usually lose interest. Never anywhere near the top. Um, it can be a bit of a weekend ruiner because you can have your hopes set that someone's going to have a good game, and it it doesn't always pay off and uh, come to fruition. So I'm not too keen usually on uh, keeping involved if I'm towards the bottom, bit of a glory hunter um, but yeah up near the top, long may it continue, you've got to catch me up Jack, it's getting boring and lonely Who's, who's your favourite Blackpool player of all time that you'd want to have in your uh, FPL team and obviously you're a massive fan of uh, Charlie Adam back in the day, is he still your top uh, top guy that you'd have in there? Yeah, big Blackpool fan. Um, my old man took me to the football probably when I was around four or five with my brothers and been going ever since. Um, I've got a daughter now, six years old, Olivia. Uh, she's a season ticket holder. She loves the football. She loves the atmosphere. Not always the results, but like I've told her, she's a Blackpool fan. 
um, you've got to take the rough with a smooth. To choose one standout Blackpool player is hard. Uh, there's a few, uh, but everyone knows that um, the effect that Charlie Adam had at Blackpool got us to the Premier League. Um, he had a lot of players around him that didn't get the plaudits that Charlie Adam did. Um, but yeah, he he was something special uh, coming down from Rangers. Hit the hit the ground running and uh, yeah, got us to the promised land. And hopefully one day we'll uh, return. It's not looking likely anytime soon. Uh, down right back down to League Two after we left the Premier League. Currently sat in League One and this season didn't start great. But you never know. Um, at a push, playoffs. Um, but yeah, let's see what happens. Last question, what are your hopes for the rest of the season? Where would you be content with your own FPL team and also Blackpool in League One? They got edged out, you know, in their last fixture against Doncaster 3-2, you know, just lower, you know, in the bottom half of the table in League One. Do you think they'll uh, be on their way down to League Two or can you see an upward progression up the table for the second half of the season? Yeah, with regards to goals, everyone wants to be at the top. Everyone wants to be number one come the end of the season and that's hopefully where I'll be or there or thereabouts. Blackpool League that I'm in with a group of school friends, we've been friends 20 odd years, it's very rare that I get to brag, um, so it'd be lovely to come top on there, and uh, you might be aware Jack's getting married, or due to get married uh, in June, it'd be lovely to have a nice few uh, Italian Peronis and uh, rub it in a little bit that he got beaten by the fat lad from Blackpool. With regards to Blackpool uh, FC this season, I was hoping at the start of the season, very optimistic that we'd be coming in the top six, I think that ship has sailed a little bit. We had a poor start to the season. A lot of new bodies through the door, a lot of time to gel. Quite an inexperienced manager at, at, at this level. He's, he's done a lot of um, youth football, um, but you can't knock his qualifications. I, f I believe he's one of, the, one of the only six elite coaches in the world. So I've got my fingers crossed. I think we'll miss out. I think we'll probably come around about 10th. Um, but yeah... Time will tell. You never know with football. So, Bance, thanks for coming on the podcast this week. Hopefully many happy returns for the rest of the season and hopefully you're still up there by game week 38. Take care. Come on, you tangerine wizards. This is Statman Dave here and we're about to talk about the Papa John's Draft League from game week nine. Love it. Top stuff, Statman great introduction that might be a weekly feature we'll have to do <laughs> especially if it means that i say top of the league jack where are you at mate where's your piping up now you've gone quiet all of a sudden <laughs> can't hear you mate can't hear you ollie top ollie, of the league <laughs> top of the league he's, he's had a nightmare not, not interested in this competition anymore no <laughs> oh look at him now he's he's had a loss pretty decent one as well 17 points to the Matt Clads who had a couple of decent auto subs who really bailed him out Bellerin I think was one of them as well after Cody didn't play so absolute shock there let's move him up to fourth in terms of the other results James Gaston one point over the classic guru so the Birmingham fan is absolutely buzzing off the back of that result we'll go on Jimmy lad in a minute obviously in the battle between me and Elliot, it was pretty elementary, wasn't it? I mean, I did get a bit lucky, to be fair. If we're being honest, I mean... It's a close game. Yeah, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's bailed me out here and, and Luca Dean. 21 points between them. Bailed me out, but a win is a win. 
And obviously, Statman Dave himself, the man with the intro, absolutely hammered Rolando. But then again, unless you're Elliot, that should be a pretty easy job. In terms of standings, I am top of the league. That's the only one that matters. Thanks for listening. And we'll uh, move on now. <laughs> no, we won't. Uh, Jack's moved to, down to second. So um, he's got a bit of work to do. Matt into third, because obviously I've usurped them both, because I'm just that good. Into fourth goes the uh, the old man Peely with uh, the Mac lads. He's actually moving up closer now and he's hoping to bridge the gap between third and the top three, uh, fourth and the top three rather. I've been trying to get him to play FPL for years and now he's absolutely loving it. So we'd love to see that. Dave's moved up into fifth now, nine points. He stayed there rather, but he's still on nine points with the three wins. James, with his win, he stays in sixth, Rolando in seventh, and Elliot propping up the table. Not a bad points difference, but it doesn't matter if you can't get a win on the board. In terms of fixtures now for game week 10, James will clash against Jack Gillibrand. We've got Elliot and Nathan. We've got Rolando and Matt. So Matt, if you don't win that, you're going to get an absolute hounding next week. And I've got Statman Dave in what should be an interesting battle. What would we say okay. is a fixture of the week out of those four games there? I reckon it's me and you, Ollie. I think so too. Yeah, I agree. I think it is. Mm. I think Dave's been doing well, to be fair. I think he's just had a bad bit of luck in a couple of weeks. He actually he scored. I don't know if he's scored total. His actual points He's actually quite high. Um, yeah, in terms yeah, of. Yeah, I had a few losses. In the last few weeks, I've been getting a few wins. Had a bit of a, an easier run in the fixtures. Yeah, I reckon yep. uh, K Salah Salah is up there for the win this week against you, Ollie. Definitely the featured game. Oh, is that your prediction? Oh, hello. Yeah, I'm in, going I'm in straight away. 41 points last week. Obviously, McCarthy with a bonus. Obviously, no clean sheet for Vestergaard, so that didn't really help. Your defence was a bit of a shambles, but going forward, you have Bruno Fernandes, which really helped your points total. How do you think you'll go against me, Dave? Honestly, honestly, how do you reckon you'll go? I think it'll be pretty close. I think 41 yeah. is a bit low. Like I've had higher scores the last two weeks, so um, potentially I'm, uh, I'm definitely a chance, but it's good, genuine 50-50, I reckon. I'd like to back myself in here, obviously being top of the league, I don't want to drop points now. Obviously, you never do, but when you're, I'm in the position that I'm in at the minute, I really don't want to drop points. As I said, I was really bailed out by a double from Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Digne. Obviously, a couple of other clean sheets. Had. My defence actually did really well. My back three with Wambasaka, eight points, Zuma, six, and Digne, eight, 22 between the three. And then when you add Dominic Calvert-Lewin onto that, then 35 points there, and the rest was just built around them, really. Obviously, my bench got a few worries there. We've got Ings and Gomez, long-term injuries, and Lamptey red card. So I'm going to have to sort something out there just for a bit of cover. But I think I'll win this week. But I don't think it'll be easy. I don't it's think got, it'll it's, be easy. It's got to be a similar similar uh, story to what happened in the Classic League for you, Oli. Being? You went, you went to the top and then where are you now? I, I was never up the top of the league, mate. I was never finished uh, top you're, of the league. You were you're, you're up there. You are up there, weren't you? But I, I looked the, at it. The highest I've been was third, and I've just dropped down to six. So it's not too bad. It's not like you just like this is the only thing you've got really, and you've lost top spot. So um, <laughs> look, I'm looking to hold on to it. There's a there's a bit of fierce competition below me, but I think I'll get the win in a nail biter. I've just come off back to back sixty two. So uh, if I can score like that, then uh, you're in trouble. You're in trouble, Ollie. You're Definitely. in trouble. Wait, sixty two? Where? I've just gone back. Thirty five here, mate. Oh, it's me. No, Sorry. Me. It's you. score like that, I am in real trouble. Right. Here we go. Yeah, back to that 62. Here we go. So if we go back yeah. to your previous... We don't call him Statman Dave for no reason. Correct. <laughs> I know my number. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as you should, but obviously... In midfield, I know. Nothing else. 62. 
Oh, you know a bit about draft to be fair as well, because obviously, as you've said, you've had a few decent scores here, but I'm really, really hoping that I can just get past this game, you know, maybe go a win or two clear, and then we're absolutely laughing all the way to the bank. This is the way my team's currently looking, obviously without transactions. I'm not going to call those out on air. So that's how my team's looking with the deadline, as we've said, at 5.30. So I'm looking to do something before then, but I'm not going to reveal what. Dave, how are you looking before that deadline? Uh, yeah, um, not sure what my plans are yet. I haven't really thought about it too much this week. So we'll, um, I'll see what's there, but I know there's not a lot of talent still available, but, um, yeah, haven't got any solid plans yet. I do have Barkley on the bench that might get a run this week though, but, um, yeah, I snapped him up last week. And just to throw to the rest of the panel, Dave, I actually missed out your prediction last week. So we'll start with you. I'm pretty sure I know what this is going to be this prediction, but how do you reckon the game's going to pan out? Between me and you, yeah. Uh, oh, I reckon. No, it's it's. I have no idea, honestly. It could it could go either way. It depends if I pull out a score like I did the last couple of weeks before this week. Then um, say you're going to win. Oh, don't sit on the fence. Don't sit on the fence. Let's, say you're let's, go, let's go narrow win. I'm going to top you, uh, knock you off the top, so Jack gets back up there. Come on, that <laughs> where it belong. Come on, yeah. Well, Jack, we'll go next to you. There seems to be a bit of an agenda against me on draft this week, just because I'm just because I'm doing a little bit better than the rest of you. But, Jack, how are we looking? Um, yeah. So yeah, listen, everyone, everyone's looking good and sharp in there. I've got some good players on. Um, Martial needs to start firing now. He's back in back in the league after his suspension. Um, he's obviously got minutes under his belt. He actually played. I don't know if you've seen on the Champions League this morning. He actually played out wide which I think a lot of people would generally do, you know, unless you're only going to Solskjaer. But he's obviously so dangerous when he's cutting in field um, from the left-hand side in, inside. He's scored so many goals from the edge of the area and bending in. So if he does do that and Cavani stays up top, then you know it'd be good to see some more goals and more action from Martial. Grealish, good fixture. Um, obviously, um, United got Southampton, so Ward-Prowse, I'm not too sure what might happen there. Um, and then, obviously, Harry, you know... Um, my left backs, you know, my foot, my flat back four of left backs is looking good, um, all fixture wise. I need to get Martinez out. He's doing me head in. He's absolutely driving me mad because he never performs for me. And in terms of uh, the match of the round between me and Statman Dave, who are you tipping to win? Yeah, Dave. He's not going to say you, is he? <laughs> I mean, no, but I've got to ask the question just to make sure. I'm more I, mean, worried, you... I, th I think I'm more worried about um, Papa Peely rather than, um, oh. you know, I, you know him coming up from the depths after he's beat after he beat me. I'm I'm more worried about him to be fair than you. I think you'll drop okay. off. Okay, I see. I see that, Jack. I'll knock that one down. One absolutely tonk you by about fifty points in a couple of weeks. <laughs> When's that one happening? Let's get that one away, Elliot. Surely you're supporting me here. Surely you can book the trend. Uh, in the words of Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, mate, couldn't care less. Could not care less. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, instead of that, then we'll go. We'll go to your team then, because I'm sure you care a little bit about that. Oh wait, no, you don't. But. Let's we'll do that. Let's anyway. do that. Let's do that. We'll go, shall we? we'll go I can, to that I can anyway. spoil. I can spoil who my transaction for the week is because I'm bottom of the league. So okay, uh, it's gonna, you're going to win. Guaranteed. That. You, you can't take it from me, lads. Uh, it's, it's Mitrovic out because he's not doing anything, is he? And then Callum Wilson, who I don't know who was who made Ooh. him available, but got rid of um, me. Was should be back yeah. for this week, I think. So I oh, know I went with Iwu from Palace off the back of his goal, and I thought I'd try and get Wilson back, but just not fancy in Newcastle at all. I am I gutted either, to but... lose him, though, and I, I actually uh, 
realise that we can offer trades afterwards. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I've lost out on that one, unfortunately. I don't, I don't back us attacking either, but if anyone's going to score, it's probably going to be him and Mitrovic doesn't want to do anything. So I've also noticed um, there's, there's a Carl Walker-Peters propping about. I, I don't know if I'm going to go for him. I've still got the choice I to see a few smiles. Has anyone thought about that? You know, I've got I've got all the power here, lads. I could ruin you, but um, no, I'm not sure yet because my defence is actually pretty sorted. I think I've got... Um, I'm, I've got two, out, two City assets. Yeah, I'm not sure about Matt Target, to be honest. If I've kept concert, then I would have beaten Oli this week and Mitrovic had scored, but whatever, whatever. Uh, Reese James, I'm really happy with him. Laporte, Cancelo, they've both got a really nice fixture. So I'm hoping for a big score this week. But yeah, I'm pretty happy with how my team is. Yotta as well. So, And Sterling loves a goal against Burnley, you know. So I, I think I'm going to be in for my first, my second win of the season this week, lads. I back myself in. Oof. Oh, there we go. And that, in one word, prediction between me and Dave. Stop my Dave's two words. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> Dave. There you go then. I've got, I've got a rationale behind it, but I've got been given one word. So, I'll go on. Explain it. Explain it while you're here. I had a look at his team then, and I think Vardy. He had Harvey Barnes, I think. Did he have Harvey Barnes? And yeah. Fernandez. I think it'll be those three against. Uh, your City players you've got. If City fire, then it could be your game. But looking at the players Dave has, it's... Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go draw. I'm going to go for Ooh. a draw. I'm going to call okay. draw. I think you've both got players that have good fixtures. I'm going to have to call a draw. Wow. I, well, I'd like really Statman Dave to win me. for obvious reasons. <laughs> obvious reasons. So I want Statman Dave to win. And I would like to say win but I think because you've got those City players and the Leicester players both good fixtures I'm going to I'll say it's going to be a tight tight game I'll, I'll, I'm going to go for a draw so that's the draft section done for another week not a lot of love for me but that is okay it's all jealousy and envy self-love <laughs> I mean I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I win next week and prove you lot all wrong and if I don't there's a bit of egg on my face and humble pie will taste all the more horrible but Elliot, just to wrap it up now, obviously you don't care about draft one bit. We've established that. In Classic, are you looking forward to this week? I am, to be honest, mate. I've got, I'm hoping De Bruyne scores this week. I think Burnley, they haven't been brilliant. They've just come off a win, but I'm hoping this is going to be his game week because I don't want to have him in for two weeks before I probably get Salah back to take him out. But I'm hoping he can fire this week. But yeah, I am looking forward to the game week, mate. Top class. As am I. Hopefully I can keep the move in the league going. Hopefully it's not a downward trend. Hopefully I'm back up towards third or maybe even higher if I have an exemplary game week, but I doubt that. Anyway, we'll see you next week. That's another podcast done, another top podcast. Thanks to, Jay, uh, to Jack, to Statman himself, to Elliot, and also to Matt. We'll see you same time, same channel next week for another FPL recap and preview. Take care. See you then. Cheers.